Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. All right, welcome to Hoops Tonight here at The Volume. Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, Coverage of the NBA Finals here at Hoops Tonight is brought to you by Chase Freedom Unlimited. How do you cash back? We are also live on AMP. So if you're watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast feed, don't forget that AMP is the very first place that you guys can get these shows. Well, the Denver Nuggets have proven so far through four games that they are significantly better than the Miami Heat, which I think most of us knew going into the series. I will say, though, I've been really impressed with the job that Miami's done in this series just through everything that makes them great as a basketball team, keeping it competitive and keeping it interesting. But I do think this thing is over, and I think the Nuggets are going to close this out in five. But I have a lot of stuff that I want to get into because I think this Nuggets team represents the second team in a row of a very good trend for the NBA and the direction that it's heading. I'm excited to dive at, dive into that a little bit. You guys know the drill before we get started. Subscribe to the Volumes YouTube channel so you don't miss any more of our videos. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JasonLT so you guys don't miss any show announcements. And if for whatever reason you guys miss one of these videos and you can't get back over to YouTube to finish, don't forget you can find them wherever you get your podcasts under Hoops Tonight. And last but not least, you guys have heard me talk about Game Time, the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States. If you're looking to get out to an NBA game, an NHL game, a baseball game, or a concert, or even a comedy show, Game Time has amazing last-minute deals on tickets to all of these. The Arizona Diamondbacks are off to a really good start this season. If you're in Arizona, you're trying to get out to, uh, to see a D-backs game. I watched a ton of D-backs games growing up before whatever happened, and now you can't find them on TV anywhere. Um, uh, but Game Time's got a deal for you there. If you're looking to get out to a Stanley Cup uh, Finals game, Game Time's got a deal for you there, a concert, anything like that. They're going to take great care of you. You're going to get a great deal. You're going to know exactly what you're getting yourself into. It's super user-friendly. I highly recommend it. So no matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download the Game Time app, enter your email, and redeem code HOOPS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, enter your email and the code HOOPS, that's H-O-O-P-S, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. 
All right, so you guys know the drill. When I am t- covering these series, I love to dive into the nitty-gritty of the adjustments and all of the tactical things that are going on. But I also love big-picture NBA basketball. It's kind of what I was raised on, you know, before I started playing the game um, in college and, and, and covering the game and, and understanding it more on a tactical level, I was a fan just like everyone else. And I very much appreciated the history and the, and the narratives and the storylines. Cause that to me is part of what makes basketball great. It's never good when that's all we focus on. When we focus solely on legacy and narrative and, and drama, that's bad for the game of basketball, but it is an important part. And what it should be is it should be the thing, in my opinion, it should be the thing that frames what happens on the court, especially after the fact. And so I believe this series is over. We're not going to spend a ton of time talking about tactical adjustments and things like that because I don't think there's much more that Miami can do at this point to get back into this series, especially going on the road into Denver where I expect them to play great and I expect them to close the deal and hoist the Larry O'Brien in front of their home fans. But I do think that there's a lot of really interesting storylines that have come out of this finals as it has progressed, especially this particular game. Because this was a game where Denver looked like a well-oiled machine. They looked like a team that understood how to play with each other at a level that most teams in the league don't. And I think it's the second team in a row that kind of carries that vibe. And it's a very interesting example to me of what is winning in the modern NBA. And it's kind of, to me, a logical progression as talent has increased. As we have more and more talent in the NBA... Every team has a good pull-up shooter. Every team has a big slashing wing. Every team has a, you know, a, 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 an excellent rim-pressuring guard. You know, like, the talent is spread around the league, and everybody's got good players. You know, I have a lot of Nuggets fans that are like, you know, that are, are, are like, hey, why, why weren't you saying these things about the Nuggets a couple months ago? And it's like, because coming into this playoff run, it was like, take your pick. I've got the Nuggets one seed in the West, but I also have the one seed in the East, Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks, who won a title in 2021 and still have largely the same core players and made some improvements on the margins. I have the Boston Celtics that were two wins away from a title. I have Joel Embiid and James Harden and Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris in the Philadelphia 76ers. Obviously, this Miami Heat team that we can never take for granted ever again. And even in the Western Conference, it's like you've got an interesting young Memphis Grizzlies team. You've got the Sacramento Kings team that uh, that kicked everyone's ass during the regular season. I've got the defending champion Golden State Warriors with the same six players from last year. I've got the Los Angeles Lakers reincarnated with LeBron James and Anthony Davis and good role players. And all of these great teams are in this field. And Denver has risen well above that pack. And at the beginning of the playoffs, especially given the way that they played over the last one-third of the season – you were lying to yourself if you thought that they were head and shoulders better than everybody because they just hadn't shown it to that point. They have shown it since, and that's a lesson that we've learned, and that's something we're going to take into next season. But what I find is fascinating is what I just listed for you is a bunch of really talented basketball teams, a bunch of teams that have multiple stars, a bunch of teams that have spent draft capital and money and have made trades to bring in star players to fortify their um, their rosters. And it's funny because as, as we look back, from right about 2017 to 2021, that five-year stretch there was kind of like an age of mercenary team building, right? Like we saw the Golden State Warriors go sign Kevin Durant outright in free agency thanks to a cap, spice, a cap spike and immediately win two championships 
in a row, just by sheer force of talent acquired in the open market. And then in 2019, we have the Toronto Raptors trade their continuity for Kawhi Leonard, who comes into the building and overnight they become this juggernaut who wins an NBA championship. 2020, the Lakers ship off all their young players, bring back Anthony Davis, immediately win a championship. 2021, the Bucks make a big trade, a splashy trade for Drew Holiday, and immediately win a championship. So continuity was not what was winning in those years. It was sheer force of talent. But I don't think the league was as deep with talent back then as it is now. And I think that's fundamentally what is different. Now, every team has multiple stars. Now, every team has, um, you know, a, a, a stable of role players. And so I think the differentiator has become continuity. Because this is back-to-back seasons now, where as we looked at the playoff fields, the playoff fields were stacked, and it was older teams that had, and I don't mean older by age, but older in construction, that have come together and risen to the top despite not having the overwhelming talent. To be clear, the Nuggets are awesome. They have a ton of talent. We're going to talk about their players a lot tonight. The Golden State Warriors had a ton of talent last year. I'm not trying to sit here and pretend like they were bums winning a championship. That's not the case. But they are not the same type of stacked rosters of, of like that super team. I hate that word but that or that phrase, but that super team type of vibe that we, we had over the previous half decade. These were more organic basketball teams that were built over years and years and years with slight tweaks on the margins that supported their core players and pushed them over the top. The 2022 Warriors, for instance, right? It was Steph, Clay, Draymond, but they had a couple of savvy moves post-Kevin Durant that brought them Andrew Wiggins, and there was a rough year in there when they had some supporting players that weren't very complimentary, right? Guys like Kelly Oubre and Kate Bazemore, right? Then they flipped those guys for guys that are more complimentary role players, guys like Gary Payton, right? Guys like um, Nemanja Bialica, right? And they Otto Porter Jr., and all of a sudden, it all just clicks t- together, and that Steph, Clay, Draymond continuity carries them over the top as they go up against a young, talented Dallas Mavericks team and beat the hell out of them. And they go up against a freakishly talented Boston Celtics team and beat them three times in a row to win an NBA championship. With all of the things on the margins that win basketball games uh, and all of the things that are directly associated with continuity. And that's what's going gone on with the Denver Nuggets. Like, Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, Michael Porter Jr., these guys have been in wars. And they made a, a an interesting move uh, after Jeremy Grant left in free agency, bringing in Aaron Gordon to try to fill that specific role. And in a way that was even more complimentary, right? But again, an ancillary piece on the margins to improve the overall uh, 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 compatibility of that roster. And then two really, really smart moves this summer. Um, flipping a guy like Will Barton for Contavious Caldwell Pope, right? And here's the thing. Will Barton's a good basketball player. He's a good basketball player, a solid starting two guard in the NBA. But Contavious Caldwell Pope was a much better fit that had a better uh, big game experience coming off of that championship run with the 2020 Lakers. Several specific fits with Jokic that made a ton of uh, a ton of sense. He is an excellent uh, lock and trail guard, which is super important defensively in drop coverage when you need to keep Nikola Jokic at the basket, right? Uh, Excellent uh, uh, transition running guard, right? Which is so important with a guy like Nikola Jokic who can throw outlet passes so well. 
Uh, offensively, when he needs to create with the ball in his hands, he's great in dribble handoffs and taking and making movement jump shots. That's a super complimentary piece with Nikola Jokic. That was a really smart move that didn't seem like much, but was obviously going to dramatically improve the roster just sheerly based on fit. And then Bruce Brown as that guy that could be that athletic guard defender, the guy that could be a guy who brings the ball up the floor with a different type of pace than Jamal Murray because he's more of a like a straight-line athlete. How clutch is it that Denver could just give the ball to Bruce Brown and be like, bring the ball up the floor? Oh, and if you have Duncan Robinson on you and he's and he's and he's you know giving up an angle, just hit the Jets and go to the rim. Okay, D'Angelo Russell's on you, just hit the Jets and go to the rim. These were little moves on the margins that made a ton of sense. Christian Brown, a, 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 a rookie that has great physical tools that can play a specific role off of your bench. They are a very smartly put together team built in a organic uh, uh, in an organic format that allowed the Nuggets to capitalize on their continuity. And that's what I enjoy about this is we're seeing Denver win with the same guys they've had for years right after we saw the Warriors win with the same guys they had for years. And instead of trying to trade salary filler for a star, they made small moves on the margins to put it all together. Um, What was so interesting to me about this night in particular was the playmaking down the roster. We talked so much about Jokic, and I'm not going to spend too much time talking about him tonight because I talked about him at length. Uh, over the course of this series, we had our little four-part bit on on what makes him so unstoppable the other night. Um, but it's everyone else that kind of uh, keeps that engine rolling. How many teams have we seen where there's elite playmaking from one specific player and the rest of the team doesn't move the ball as well? That, that, that can be a, a significant problem. Uh, especially in playoff basketball when teams are targeting your weaknesses. Look at the Celtics series for the Heat where Jason Tatum is really the only guy who's a, a decent playmaker on the roster, um, you know, other than Marcus Smarter, you're not putting the ball in his hands a ton. And so the ball just tends to get stagnant for long stretches, and guys aren't making those quick reads, right? Look at Jamal Murray. 12 more assists tonight. He's got 42 assists in the series. He had a couple of rough um, transition sequences where he missed guys, I thought. But in the half court, his playmaking was surgical. And it's been surgical in this entire postseason. He's up over 10 assists a game in the finals, but he's up over, well over 7 assists a game for the entire playoffs. Contavious Caldwell-Pope throwing a, a beautiful lob from, from almost half court to Aaron Gordon cutting along the baseline. There was that ridiculous pass from Aaron Gordon as he was on the right wing in the second uh, second half when Jamal Murray cuts off of I think he cut off of a Jokic back screen and 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 uh, Gordon just threw that like spinning bounce pass that bounced like twenty feet in front of him and just hit Jamal in stride for a basket. All of these guys know how to play together, and they're they are a old fashioned basketball team. It's not. Let's put three stars together and a bunch of veteran minimums and see what happens. No, it's a bunch of really good players that aren't necessarily stars, but are stars in their role. You know, I've gotten into arguments with several people uh, over the course of this playoff run. I do think Jamal Murray's a star, but a lot of the counterpoints are like, hey, it's a lot of it is because he's playing off Jokic. Okay, fine. Let's just acknowledge that. It's because he's playing with Jokic. Regardless, he's producing at a superstar level. It's the same thing with Draymond Green. Hey, he's an offensive liability. Okay, fine. If if that's what you believe, but within this Warriors system, he is a positive offensive player. It's been on the scoreboard for them every single year. They're better when he's on versus when he's off. 
So it, I, I get in a vacuum for the sake of your legacy debates. If you want to have a specific list based on talent and you want to put Jamal lower for one reason or another, fine, be my guest. But the reality is, is this is a game of basketball. It's not a game of one-on-one. And it's about how you can contribute to a basketball team. And every single one of these guys is contributing to a basketball team at a level far, far superseding what their actual talent level is. Aaron Gordon, for instance. Yeah, if he's playing in a bigger crowd, do I expect him to dominate in the post the way that he has? Probably not. But who cares? He's on a team with a bunch of shooting, and and his ability to capitalize on mismatches matters. Yeah, we talk all about what he does defensively, and he's been excellent defensively in this series. We talk a lot about what he does as a cutter off of Nikola Jokic. I tweeted out tonight, and I sincerely believe it. I think he's the best behind-the-head finisher in the game, which is... Seems stupid to say, but that's such an important NBA skill when you've got elite passers in front of you in the basket behind you. And you need to be able to make eye contact, catch, and finish behind your head. But even above and beyond that, like he had a much, much smaller offensive role in the Lakers series because the Lakers are huge. But now he's in this Miami Heat series, and there have been two specific stretches, the beginning of game one and then the entire night tonight, where his ability to consistently punish mismatches, especially against a Heat team that was doing a lot more switching tonight than they did in uh, earlier games in the series, that was a huge advantage. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everyone has been a star in their role. Even Michael Porter Jr., Rough series. And and here's the thing. That's what the Miami Heat are going to do. They're going to identify weakness. He's one of the younger guys on the team. And right now he's a little one-dimensional. Not great when he puts the ball on the floor. Not great defensively. But man, can he shoot the piss out of the basketball. So what have they done? 
They've stayed glued to him off the ball, and they've run him off the three-point line. And so a lot of his weaknesses have been exposed, and his minutes have been cut as a result. It's an important lesson for him, and they're so damn good it doesn't matter. And even then, I thought he was awesome in the Lakers series when they were sending a lot more help at the Murray-Jokic two-man game, and he was getting better looks. Everyone has been a star in their role on this particular team. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, I, I, I told you guys, I loved rooting for him when he was on the Lakers. Back-to-back, massive stops in the fourth quarter where Jimmy Butler is trying to drive by him and play bully ball, and he knocks the ball free, and then it gets down on the floor and rips it out of Jimmy's hands. And then he stonewalls Bam Adebayo on a, on a, uh, a post-up. Jeff Green, absolutely awful first shift. In the first half, just was giving up back cuts, not paying attention, leaving shooters open. It was rough. Then he comes in in a vitally important stretch. Nikola Jokic picks up his fifth foul on a bullshit flop from Bam Adebayo. Awful call. And so you have to play the majority of the fourth quarter without Nikola Jokic. Jeff Green's at center. Critical late contest on a, on a Duncan Robinson um on a Duncan Robinson three at the top of the key where he was making a defensive effort he didn't make in the first half. Huge three on that swing back from Jamal Murray and pick and roll out of the left corner. Like, he just made plays. Everybody, this is an old-fashioned basketball team. I have thoroughly enjoyed watching them. Again, like, I, I know I know uh, this is kind of just the, the, the nature of the sports media business where, like, I'm expected to make predictions, and then obviously if I predict against your team, you're going to take it personally. That's so not the case. I have teams I don't like. Wasn't a huge fan of the Memphis Grizzlies this year. A lot of talk, not a lot of winning in big games, right? Like, not a huge fan of, of, of you know, Joel Embiid and his foul grifting. I have things that I don't like, but I love basketball. Like, I honestly do. I can't put it any more plainly than that. And so guess what? I love the Miami Heat. And I love the Denver Nuggets. And I love watching them play. I've had so much fun diving into the film and, 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 and going over all of these adjustments. I, I do root for your team. In this, it just in an organic sense as a basketball fan. The only team, like I said, who I had a legit rooting interest for was the Lakers because of LeBron. And he's going to retire soon. And, and so, I, I, again, I, if it feels like it's late, for you Nuggets fans, because I was harder on them earlier in the year, it's just because I was giving preferential treatment to teams that had won championships in the past, which will always be the way that I cover the game. And for the record, now that I, God willing, if you guys finish it off on Monday, you're going to be one of those teams that I give that same amount of preferential treatment to or that um, that extra level of respect, because I think this is the ultimate achievement in basketball and should be respected as such. Um, for Heat fans, like, look, I really thought it came down to at the end of the day that they're accepting the fact that there just wasn't enough talent. The one way they were going to win this series is if they got an incredible series out of Jimmy and Bam. And in game two, they decided they were going to unleash Jimmy and Bam on the Murray Jokic two-man game. And they got a lot of stops in game two, and they got a lot of stops in the first half of game four. But the reality was is it wore them out. Neither of them could finish around the rim. Neither of them could make their push shots and their floaters and their hook shots and all those little things that they've been killing teams with throughout the entire postseason because that's what Denver does to you. They did it to Anthony Davis and LeBron. They did it to Kevin Durant and Devin Booker outside of two games. So uh, that's just what they do. Um, I don't have any sort of adjustment or magic fix for you. 
The only way you're going to win in Denver on Monday is if, in my opinion, Denver brings a trash defensive effort, which I don't believe they will, because that's the only way you're going to generate quality shots. I mean, we talked a lot about Denver and everything they did um, uh, offensively in this game, but like, I loved that quote from Mike uh, from Mike Malone in the locker room before Game Four. He's like, "No one was talking about it, but defense is why you guys won." And if you guys remember, as at least those of you guys who listened to the Amp Show, I, it got cut off for YouTube. But in the Amp Show, I when I first talked to Colin, I said everyone's going to talk about the Jokic two man game, but defense was the biggest reason the Nuggets won Game Three, and it was. This team that what did they have five steals in the first quarter? tonight or five steals in the first 15 minutes or so they had super active hands they were flying around in rotation their defensive scheme worked to perfection I think the the lesson here as it pertains to that top 10 defense rule is look it it, you have to be a top 10 defense if you're not unguardable offensively NBA history has taught us that but as long as you defend well enough the best example I can think of for this particular team is the 2016 Cavs where they were just good enough defensively. But Kyrie Irving and LeBron James were operating at an offensive level that was high enough that it made up for that gap. But I don't I don't see an adjustment available for the Heat. Uh, the reality is, is they need more talent, they need more size, they need more athleticism. Um, it's been a really fun run. They've, they sure as hell have maximized what this roster is capable of. Uh, but this is what happens when you run into a real bona fide NBA championship team, which the Celtics were not, and um, which the Sixers were not, for all of the reasons that we've discussed over the course of the season. So um, not going to do a film breakdown tomorrow just because I think this series is over and it's not really necessarily worth the time. Uh, I am going on on Sunday night with Mr. Chris Mannix here at The Volume to um, break down everything that's happened in this series and going into uh, um, game five, I will rewatch the game and watch the film at some point before then. So at least if there's something interesting that stands out, we can go over it. But again, I, I think this thing is over. Um, all right, guys, that is all I have for tonight. I will see you on Sunday night with Chris Mannix. And then again on Monday night after game five, as always, I appreciate you guys. And I will see you then. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.